The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. Get a sense of um, how many people um, this is new for the practice of loving kindness, the practice of metta, uh, the idea of metta. How many people this is pretty new for? Please raise your hand. So, great, great. Keep your hands up. Okay, great. So I have a sense of, great. Um, so, and also, how many people are new to the series uh, of the 10 Perfections as a 10-month program? Great. Oh, yeah, this is good. Okay. So, so today is part of the, the series, the 10-month Ten perfections that Gail has been doing with with uh, mainly himself with some guest teachers, and the ten perfections. Just to give you a sense of what that is, is is a list of qualities um, that um, you know, kind of the word. Perf- you know, it's, it's, I don't like to think of the word as perfect. Like I have to be perfect in that way, but it's like, oh, th- these are beautiful, uplifting. Um, worthy qualities of the heart and mind to cultivate. Um, and, um, and that's one thing I love about Buddhism, by the way. Um, so so I'd like to just share with you the list. And this is the ninth one. Metta is the ninth one. And as we talked about earlier, the tenth one is equanimity. It's kind of that jewel, the perfection of the last one. So I'll just give you the list so that you get a sense of where, where this is fitting in. Um, first one is Dana generosity, giving of oneself. Second one is sila, virtue, morality. And then the third one is nekama, often translated as renunciation, um, but I don't like the renunciation as a translation so much. It's more relinquishment. I like that more because renunciation in, in English has kind of like a negative connotation or uh, like as if you're depriving yourself, whereas relinquishing is like, ah, your heart is giving something up. You're relinquishing it because you know there's something better, there's better value, there's more something more wholesome in, in not in this, but actually in giving it up. So I like relinquishment as a translation. Then there's panya, uh, wisdom and insight, which which arises when you see things Differently, and by the way, insight. This tradition, this whole tradition, we call it the insight tradition. And sometimes people, when they start practicing in this tradition, they think of insight with capital I, like I haven't had an insight. What is this insight thing? I'm waiting for my first insight. Well, you you, you have insights all the time. You have you have had many many insights in your life, and you've had insights all the time. Even this morning, as we sat and practiced together, and you noticed. Oh, look at that. There's a little bit of a shift there. Oh, look, what happens there? Ah, that's an insight. That's that. It doesn't have to be this big thing. It's, it's right there, and they add up. They kind of, it's like that crack that I was talking about when, when something becomes more accessible to you, you see it in a different way a little bit. Like, oh, then, then things start to shift from there. Fifth one, virya. Um, Translated as energy, diligence, effort, a wise effort. Just, um, you know, you're here. You've put an effort to getting up this morning and coming here and, and practicing together. That's virya, that's effort. That's, that's p- part of the perfections. 
There is kanti, I like kanti, patience, forbearance, acceptance, tolerance. And that's just patient perseverance. When you persevere with patience, um, that's a beautiful quality and it's part of this list. The seventh one of this list, isn't this a great list by the way? I mean, just as I read it, my heart gets uplifted thinking about all these beautiful human qualities that that we're all capable of. We, we all have that as a part of our, our human arsenal. Um, the seventh one, satcha, truthfulness, honesty, having to do with, with, uh, with speech. Um, the eighth one is aditanha, which is determination, resolution, resolve. Um, so, for example, deciding that you're going to be practicing, deciding, making a resolve, having an intention, uh, determination. The ninth, the ninth one is today. It's metta, which is loving kindness, friendliness, goodwill, uh, as a perfection of the heart. And the tenth one is upekka, which is uh, equanimity, serenity, meeting whatever arises with 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 ease of acceptance. Um, and as I talked about earlier, does have metta uh, friendliness as a part of it. So loving kindness or metta, M-E-T-T-A, as a perfection, um, it's a beautiful quality of the heart. Um, and, and we'll explore actually more in a moment in an exercise we'll do together. Um, and it tends to make you it, it, it has many, many effects, this, this, this quality, practicing it. And by the way, we all have it. It's not something that um, we, we create or fabricate. It's, it's part of our human nature. And, and through this practice, through the practices, we try to make it more available um, as, as a knee-jerk reaction. So there are many cultivation practices in Buddhism to make friendliness more accessible. So when something happens in, in your daily life, your tendency becomes more to meet it with kindness and friendliness than with other uh, um, reactions that may not be as helpful, neither to you or to others. Of course, to say that cultivating friendliness, and if you become a friendly and kind person, that does not mean that you become a doormat and that anyone and everyone can walk over you. It doesn't mean that at all. Um, they are actually antithetical to each other. So um, it just means that the, the heart can have kindness while it makes it takes wise action in the world. And that wise action could be one of saying no, a very fierce no, and that this is wrong, um, not condoning things that are wrong or difficult or, or, or um, unskillful in the word, but doing them from a place of kindness, not hatred, not hating the other person, but seeing their humanity, for example, seeing that they're human just like you, but what they did is really, really wrong, and it cannot happen again, and, you, that, and, there, <coughs> and there, are, there may be ramifications for what they did. There is a great story I want to share with you. Actually, this is from um, Sharon Salzberg. So Sharon Salzberg is the um, person who really um, 
popularized, I would say, oh, I can move this down, it stays better, look at that. Um, popularized practice of loving-kindness um, in the West, and um, she, uh, t- together with uh, Joseph Goldstein and Jack Cornfield, she brought these practices from the East. Um, and she, uh, she tells a story that when she was, uh, uh, I think in Burma, I had, have the details, but if I don't find them, I'll have to tell you the story from memory. Um, oh, here it is. Yeah, I do have the, yeah. So actually, no, she was in Burma. Yeah, she, she was, I'm sorry, she was in India. She was in India. And she was practicing in Bodh Gaya. And, um, and she was uh, going to Calcutta. Actually, I might just read the story for you. I'll just read it for you. It's a paragraph. So, during the time that I was living in India, I was practicing in Budgaya, which is the town where the Buddha was enlightened. And I went with a friend to go to Calcutta. When we wanted to return to Budgaya, there was a riot in the streets. And the only form of transportation available to take us to the train station was a rickshaw. rickshaw. Now, to most of India, rickshaws are little carriages pulled by men on bicycles. But in Calcutta, they run. <coughs> we go on a rickshaw, and the man started running down some back streets and alleys. And as he went through one, an, extre- an extremely drunken man came out of the shadows and grabbed him. He made him stop, and then he started pulling me off the rickshaw. I looked around and I didn't see what seemed to me a single friendly face and I thought this is it I'm going to be beat I'm going to be beaten I'm going to be raped I'm going to be killed and then my friend managed to shove the man away and get the rickshaw driver to start running again we got to the train station boarded the train and returned to Bodhgaya but I was still very shaken I went up to one of my teachers, Munindra, and I told him what had happened. And he said to me, Oh, Sharon, with all the loving kindness in your heart, you should have taken your umbrella and hit the man over the head with it. That's that, uh, there is that possibility too. So, so I love that story because cultivating loving kindness doesn't mean that you just allow whatever happens to you. But the point here is with all the love in your heart, you hit the man over the head and you protect yourself and you hit him with your umbrella and you protect yourself because it's wrong. You have to protect yourself, but you're not doing it out of hatred. You're doing it with all the love in your heart, all the love for yourself. You're practicing, you're, you're, you're protecting yourself and, and for, love for this man. Gosh, he's so messed up and he's drunk. Sorry, you're, you're, you're a good human being in general, but right now this is wrong, and you can hit him. So it, it comes from a different place. That action comes from a place of love, kindness, not from a place of hatred. And, and it feels different. So sit with that. So the practice of loving-kindness, the practice of loving-kindness, um, So a couple of things I want to say before we get um, before I invite us for the the um, practice together to practice together. One is what's called um, the 
the enemies, uh, the near and far enemies. It's kind of very colorful language that Buddhism has. Um, so, so metta as as fr- friendliness, as goodwill, as love. Um, yeah, loving kindness, love. Maybe love is just a more simple translation of it. Um, there is the far enemy. So the far enemy is the opposite of it. And the near enemy is something that gets confused, can get confused as loving kindness, but it's not quite it. It's like a stunt double, but it's not quite it. So, so it's good to know. So the far enemy, which is the opposite of it and is easy to recognize, the opposite is cruelty. Of course, love, there's love, and then the opposite cruelty is, is ill will, you know, when you actually have ill will towards someone. And that's easy, so I don't have to go, go into that much. The, the near enemy is more interesting, actually. The in near enemy is attachment. Is it, it's love with attachment. Is love with strings attached. Oh, I, I'm kind to you. I love you. I care for you. If you do X, Y, and Z, if you take the trash out, if you do this or that, otherwise I'm going to hold back. So, whereas metta, this cultivation, this goodwill and friendliness, it's no strings attached. It's it's caring, it's friendliness, it's, it's, it's love without any expectations. It's just friendliness for, for its own sake. It's not with attachment. It's not with, with attachment to outcome, to expectations. Um, and it can, it can be a little tricky. It can be a little tricky. Also, there are times that... Um, that the this loving kindness um, it's easy in easy situations to have a goodwill and kindness, and it's more complicated in more difficult situations, more challenging situations to keep our heart open, and then it becomes an aspiration. I'll talk more about that actually later this afternoon about this aspiration so so i'll I'll hold off on that we'll We'll build up gradually. Uh, little by little, gently, gently. So, let me pause for a moment. There's more I can say, but actually I'd just like to pause right now. And might be a good time. Um, let me pause and a- first ask you if there are any questions about anything I said. And then I'd like to move to um, an interactive exercise that I think will, you'll find interesting. So let me pause. If anything, if you have questions or comments about anything, and everything is welcome. That's how we learn. Yes, Sylvie, you want to grab that? I have a hard time um, understanding the story that you shared yeah. about hitting someone with love. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I would really like to understand that because I think it's very important. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so l- actually, h- hold on a second. T- tell me, what is the aspect of it that, that kind of, um, you know, it doesn't sit for you or is not, is confusing or whatever it is in your words? So, um, like, if I'm on the street and a drunk man is coming to attack me, 
um, and I had an umbrella, I would, I would hit him. But I don't think I would be thinking, I may think low for myself, maybe. Uh -huh. I don't know, I'd be just so scared. But I certainly wouldn't be thinking, I'm hitting you with love. Like, right, <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm kind of hating you right now. <laughs> I don't right. know, like I just... Right, right. So, great. I'm so glad you brought this up. Let's, let's explore it together. Mm -hmm. This is great. Okay, so, so imagine, okay, you're on the street, just as you said, a drunk man is coming up, you have the umbrella, and, and as you said, you can have love for yourself. In that moment, the, the thought could be, no, you can't do this to me. I love me. I'm, I'm precious. Right? So there is love in your heart, right? So that aspect of it we've got covered. That the other aspect is, oh, you awful, you know, th th there could be hatred in your heart, like uh, anger, hatred, and, and, but it could be that, no, you can't do this. You can't do this. But it's still keeping in touch with the humanity of this person. It's, it's, it may not be apparent in that moment, right? And I guess if I was thinking about his humanity, yeah. I wouldn't be hitting him. You might need to do that in that moment in order to protect yourself. That might be the only thing because he's so drunk, you can't reason with him. So maybe that is the correct action in that moment. I mean, there might be many other correct actions. In yeah, that I mean, moment. I can see it's the correct action, right. but in order for me to do that, I wouldn't be thinking about his humanity and, okay, let, you let's know, like if I go right. that way, I can't hit him. Right, so. right. So, so let me pause for, okay, so let me change the, the story for a moment. So um, suppose, suppose you had a child, right? And um, so, so, you, um, there are times that you have to, to do something that to the child might seem unkind, but you have to set a limit. And that's the kindest thing you can do. It's actually the kindest thing you can do is to say, you're grounded, you're not leaving, you're not, or, or, or whatever it is, mm. right? It's coming from care, even though it looks, yeah, you're not hating the child. You know, I hate you, I wish, you know, whatever it is. It's, but it's coming from love, but it, it's, it's an action that has to be done. It's, so the same way, if you see it in the same light, this action has to be done. It, you have to be stopped, you drunken person. You know, it, I guess it, if I had seen that, yeah. I think the reason why I'm struggling with that yeah, is yeah. because I think I have seen in... In my life, people do that to me in a hatred way, right. not in a loving way. So, I mean, even my parents, I haven't seen them do something like this. Right, right. And felt that they love me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, so it's difficult for me to understand yeah. that concept. So, 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 so great. So I think you, you, you have narrowed it down. And I think this is actually helpful because if, if, if this is a rub for one person, it's likely rub for more people in different ways, um, in, in, in the same or a different way. So the thing to do is, is at this point to imagine, can you see it being possible? 
Yes. Great. That's the place to start. Okay. <laughs> that is the, that's great. That's the place to start. I mean, that's definitely an, I see it possible and I would like it to be an aspiration because I think I tend to be too much of a doormat and I would like mm -hmm. to be able to mm -hmm. do that no with the umbrella. Right, right, right. Great. So let's hold that together as an aspiration that it is possible and, and invite the mind and heart in its due course to find a way to, to, to inhabit that, that vision, that aspiration. Great, thank you. Okay. Yeah, please. And will you say your name also, please? All I feel is this breath. 
Thank you so much for sharing that. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that teaching. The mic wasn't on. Um, yeah, sorry. I don't. I don't know if I can do it justice. But I will summarize in that in the way that um, sharing of many many difficulties growing up with with your father and with the father of your of your child and and a lot of hurt that after many many years you realize that carrying that that fear that that heaviness in the heart was hurting you more than it was hurting them and in that moment of realization allowing to to forgive really allowing to forgive them in that lightness and and feeling feeling the love you have for your father um, and you for your ex-partner and years later when when they reached out when when he reached out to you your ex-partner to 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 ask for forgiveness you said I've already forgiven you and really feeling that love um, for yourself, because that was the object that that was that's perhaps what I heard led to seeing that you were hurting yourself by holding on to to that um, mm, to that dark cloud in the heart, really that 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 fear um, and even hatred. You didn't see it say the word, but you didn't have that. It was more fear um, and I join our circle, please. Um, yes, and and since then, really feeling that the this objectless radiance of loving kindness that you feel, and the reason why you came today is that's that's part of your practice. That's part of who you are. That that radiance of kindness that that touches everything. Was that a pretty okay summary? Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah. Please. I just wanted to share an observation that I heard that is a important to me is that she could recognize and in your story there was a recognition of the ability to hold two really big things at the same time mm. which sometimes I don't recognize that both things are there but you could have both love for the person who is harming you and then you're also feeling fear that yeah. both things are possible you don't have to make a choice yeah between the two yeah and i think to 
have an awareness of how often that comes up that that you recognize you're mindful of the fact that there are two things there that you don't have to choose one and go just just fear and self-protection that you can hold love at the same time is really skillful yeah 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 that that's a really good um thank you for that observation and being able to hold dichotomies um it's interesting as as you talked and and uh, you didn't say your name cheryl yes uh, and cheryl um it's interesting as you say that i i, I remember for for me also i remember um one particular instance many many years ago in my life when there was a situation that there was someone whom i dearly thoroughly loved and something had happened and had created a v- situation that was very um trying and very difficult and you know how are we going to deal with that and it was because of their oversight but so i remember telling them i love you and i'm really angry at you um and it was both true i deeply completely loved and i was just angry like how could you not like see, like how are we going to do deal with this and they were both absolutely true uh, and holding the dichotomy It's amazing how what we can hold as human beings and, and the, yeah. So huh. Yeah, please do. I didn't see your hand and, and do say your name please. Morgan and um and I wanted to add from something I was I was listening closely to Carol and thank you for sharing that there's a piece of it that I I um I just wanted to to highlight that I heard and that is reflect I can reflect in my own experience of being very traumatized by people that you you really love and then living in fear that those experiences have left you in this this kind of you're just very fearful and that there's this experience that has unwound a piece of it for me which is giving myself loving kindness mm-hmm. and compassion in to myself unwinds this fear that or unravels it or untightens it that then when I can give myself the loving kindness it's like opens up into this it, like my, my legs are like warm thinking about it this great expanse of love loving kindness for that can spread out that there's this you have to or not have to but in these in this trauma and holding on to this fear of being so fearful and and that that the secret it's kind of like Dorothy with the magic slippers like it's with you in you the whole time and it's to give yourself the loving kindness I can't explain it but there's a piece of that that I don't know that has been very like wow it's right in you. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. That's exactly, that's exactly it, Morgan. Um, it, before you can, before you, you can nourish others with your love and forgiveness, it's, it, you have to give it to yourself. You have to be nourished yourself. 
to be rest in the place, that then it overflows, it will naturally overflow to others, then you don't have to try to pump it out, it just, it's there, it's already overflowing because your heart is full with your own care for yourself. It just naturally flows and holds others. And uh, Yeah, and um, one of the other, uh, another teacher just said mm-hmm. to me, because I was like saying to him, I'm so stuck with fear and this fear of what this person can do to me and what they have done to me. And um, I don't even know what to, what to, um, to have as a mantra or to, you know, may I be with less fear or so on. And he said, he said, um, say to yourself, I'm so afraid and I'm so stuck and I don't know what to do and your heart will automatically open to yourself with com- compassion for yourself. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, and I, doing that, just like what you said earlier, saying, oh, ah, there it is. There's that, right. that something opens yeah. and then allow, and then it opens right. another, another thing too. Yeah. Sorry, it's not a well thought out thing, but that, I, I just wanted to kind of yeah. reflect that. Yeah. yeah, thank you for that. Because also self-loving kindness is going to be part of practice today. So I want to share actually something from the Buddha with you. And he says, Searching all directions with your awareness, you find no one dearer than yourself. In the same way, others are thickly dear to themselves, so you shouldn't hurt our others if you love yourself. So he's come, he's talking about loving yourself. First of all, you search, if you search in all directions, you, you will not find anyone, you find no one dearer than yourself. Isn't that pretty radical? I mean, he's saying, you know, there's no one dearer than you to yourself. Hey, you realize that? So, who, so who are you, whom are you going to give loving kindness to first? And then when you do that, then you realize, oh, Others are also thickly dear to themselves. So you shouldn't hurt others if you love yourself. So it all starts from if you love yourself. If you love yourself. So that's where we start. So so let's uh, pause now and um, let's see. Hmm... Let's get into groups of three. Are we divisible by three? One, two, three. One, two, three. One, two, three. One, two. Three. We kind of are, not quite. Well, no, Kate. Okay. Let's see. One group of four. Okay. All right. That's right. And you'll be leaving too, so it it will work out. It'll, you can stay for a little bit if you want, and then you only have to leave. So, all right, three-ish. <laughs> Get into groups of three-ish. Three or four. What's that? Exactly, be a part of four. So, are you going to leave now? Okay, great. So then, oh, is that? Actually, no, I'm, I'm going to, oh, oh, I see. It's not going to, um, I kind of like to people get into the groups of th- groups first. Yeah. F- find your groups. <laughs>